Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 292. Should I ask someone for their credit score before getting into a serious relationship? By Sam of FinancialSamurai.com. And hi, everybody. I'm Dan, your personal narrator for today and every weekday here on the podcast, where I read to you from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet. Today's post, as I mentioned there, is from Sam of FinancialSamurai.com. If you'd like to hear a specific topic covered here on the program, come uh, give us a shout out at oldpodcast.com. Let us know what your preferences are. And before we get into today's show, did you know that you can connect with other like-minded people and be in more bonus raffles simply by joining our Facebook group? So come by oldpodcast.com slash Facebook and request access to join. I'll tell you a little bit more about that at the end of the episode. But for now, let's get right to the post as we optimize your life. Should I Ask Someone for Their Credit Score Before Getting Into a Serious Relationship? By Sam of FinancialSamurai.com A very good friend of mine will only marry a woman with at least a master's degree from a top 25 school. Given less than 10% of the Western world has a master's degree, it's kind of curious why he'd want to limit his pool of mates given he's still single at 35 years old. The answer is that he has a doctorate in medicine from Columbia and a cardiology fellowship from Cornell. As any good friend should, I've made fun of him for years for being so picky. He'd always retort, Look, Sam, I'm a catch. If a woman wants to date me, they've got to be up to snuff. He's hilarious, and I love him for it. I could never quite understand his insistence for a highly educated woman until I finally got an 805 on my credit score this summer. The difference between an 805 credit score and a 770 credit score is negligible. You still get the best rates by lending institutions who gladly open up their coffers. But to go from a high 700s level to over 800 takes years. The process feels like plate tectonics where land moves only one inch a year. So being the very honest person that I am, I suddenly started thinking questions such as, should I figure out someone's credit score before I marry them? Should I set a minimum credit score limit for a woman I plan on dating? Should I raise my minimum credit score hurdle rate for prospective tenants to 760 from 720? Can I fully trust someone with my financials if he or she has under a 700 credit score? Will TransUnion send me a framed copy of my credit score if I ask? I'm suddenly an arrogant bastard. I went through some very similar thoughts after I finished business school as well. Suddenly, everybody without an MBA didn't seem as smart, especially my bosses who just had undergraduate degrees and not even CFA designations. 
Despite my more experienced bosses bringing in more revenue to the firm, I mentally discounted their achievements. The air of superiority only lasted for a couple of months before I returned to a normal cog in the wheel. The more you achieve, the higher your expectations of others. I kind of feel sorry for children of very wealthy parents, brilliant entrepreneurs, celebrities, or double PhDs. Everything is a screening mechanism. Colleges want to know your SAT or ACT scores because higher scores have demonstrated some correlation with intelligence. Employers want to know your GPA because higher grades correlate with stronger work ethic. Parents want to know what their daughter's boyfriend does before they give him their blessing for marriage. So is it not perfectly logical that if you plan on spending the rest of your life with someone, that couples should know each other's credit scores? I think so. Marriage is as much about love as it is about financial union. The credit score is a culmination of years of financial responsibility, or lack thereof. A credit score highlights all your outstanding balances, the number of open accounts, the number of late or non-payments, and the type of credit lines each person has. If you are a reckless spender, there is no escaping your past. Everybody makes financial mistakes at one point or another. In fact, I'd be a little bit worried if someone never spent more than they made or never missed a payment or went through financial hardship at some point in their lives. Financial hardship is what makes all of us more fiscally responsible individuals. I would much rather have someone go through financial hardship, learn her lessons, and make progress towards improvement than never experience anything bad. When I was interviewing recent college graduates for a position that paid over $100,000 a year, I was very wary of the perfect 4.0 GPA students. Of course, they worked hard and were smart, but I was much more interested in hearing about how they failed and overcame adversity because Wall Street is a brutal business where only the strong survive. Those with 3.5 GPAs, B+, turned out to be much better colleagues who were much more appreciative of their opportunities than those who had 4.0s. With so many choices in everything we do, it's only natural to use various metrics in order to screen for what we want. So, should you ask someone's credit score before getting serious? I've never asked for someone's credit score, and I'm not sure I ever will until after a long courtship. It's the same thing with a prenuptial agreement. I probably should know my future mate's credit score and draw up a prenuptial agreement given half of marriages end in divorce, but I'm a hopeless romantic who believes everything will turn out all right in the end. The credit score is becoming a much more important financial criteria over the past decade due to all the financial disasters that have taken place. Employers are much more critical in hiring due to the exorbitant costs of letting people go during downturns. Is there any wonder why freelance work and temp agencies have boomed? Lending institutions have been burned from the housing crisis, needing multi-trillion dollar bailouts to keep afloat. Meanwhile, married couples have seen their finances go to hell in a handbasket because of poor spending habits and bad investments by one or both. I hope everybody develops a level of comfortability with each other to openly share their credit history and credit score before joining forces. Even if your credit score is horrible, at least be on the same page so that both of your finances can improve. You just listened to the post titled, Should I Ask Someone for Their Credit Score Before Getting Into a Serious Relationship? By Sam of FinancialSamurai.com. If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, I've got some bad news. Mint is shutting down. But now for the good news. There's a better alternative. Our sponsor, Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. I've found that Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals, whatever they are. 
I definitely wouldn't be able to allocate my finances or plan as clearly without help from Monarch. In fact, Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash OFD for your extended 30-day free trial. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there. And keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. And if you have any strong thoughts or comments about today's post, you can comment on the original post or you can share your opinion with us in our Facebook group. Both positive comments and constructive criticism about our podcasts are always welcome. Plus, we do extra book giveaways in that group too. So to join, search for Optimal Living Daily Podcasts in Facebook and request to join, or the shortcut link, if you want that, is oldpodcast.com slash Facebook, and that'll take you right to it. I'll be back tomorrow with our newest author to join the Optimal Finance Daily family, Paula Pant of Afford Anything. So stay tuned for that on Wednesday, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Finance Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.